Welcome to Elevated Consciousness. My name is Alessandro. I am the founder of Guided Light Healing. I will be your host for today's episode. Today's episode is another massive, massive episode. In that, this is something that the world hasn't really caught on to yet, the amazing value and potentials of today's topic. The topic of today is emotional mastery. Now, before we get into that, I all of you who made it through last week's episode didn't go running for the hills and <laughs> you guys are here. Congratulations. And we won't have to go through that for another bit again, but we will be going through that again. <laughs> so anyway, with that being said, I've told you guys here and there things about my life and how things were for me. A lot of you who have been following along will will have heard me say that one of the greatest things to ever happen to me in the spiritual world is intuition. It is everything in my life. It is how I am capable of the the things that people say are genius. It is what has brought my life to levels that I wasn't able to do before. Intuition was a great, great upgrade to my life. What I will say, though, is it threw me sort of into the crazy bin, not just because of what I started to see and what I was hearing and communicating with. Outside of that, I've talked about intuition before in past episodes. We did a full episode on intuition, and I strongly, strongly encourage you guys, if you haven't listened to it, definitely go back and check that out. Intuition is essentially listening to a pin drop in a heavy metal concert. Now, this is all taking place in our brain. And the heavy metal concert is our nagging thoughts, the the running thoughts in our head of doubt, criticism. It's essentially our fight or flight system at all times trying to protect us and going, that person said that, that's going to kill us. (laughs) This person wants to disown us. That's going to kill us. That person just dropped a pen. That's going to kill us. Uh, This... (laughs) I'm poking fun at, but I I kid you not, it is brutal up in the heads. So the other problem with that voice inside the head is it connects so beautifully well to emotions. Now, certain emotions that pop up cause our body to go into that fight or flight, and that's important. Well, let me rephrase that. That was important 260,000 years ago and prior to that, but as we become more civilized and where we are today, I want to say this, but maybe it's different now. Most typically, it might be one time a year where our fight or flight system is actually saving our life. But, you know, the three, four, five times a day it's going off, it's not really saving our lives and it needs to be adjusted. So 
So with that being said, with the fight or flight system going off and needing emotions to kind of get chemical reactions in the brain so things can stand out to us so that our brain can learn what's going to keep us alive, this system hasn't really been updated. And also in today's society, it hasn't really been updated, our views on it. So what I'm talking about is every time there is a out of the blue thing in our environment or our brain interprets something as an out of the blue thing, our, our fight or flight system is getting ready to go off. Our body is getting ready to flood our muscles with blood and oxygen so we can fight, so we can bail and run and, and do all the things that's going to keep us alive. But, you know, for a doorbell going off, it's a little bit overkill. <laughs> now, let's cut to social media and you're you're putting you're you you're looking at this post you put up it that you're really, really proud of. You make the mistake of flicking down and then you see a comment of going, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of, or why would you waste your time on that? And boom our emotions go off. The fight or flight system goes off and, and it's telling us, you're going to die right now. I need to protect you from this. I need to, I need to flood your body with oxygen and blood in, in your muscles. And I'm going to save your life, except it's really not. (laughs) Now, sometimes granted, we may feel like we're dying from something like this, but it is definitely overkill. So now, I was bringing up intuition because that in order for your intuition to do remarkable things like what we teach at Guided Light Healing, we have to lower the heavy metal music in the brain. Now, what it does is it does not make the pin drop louder, but if we drop that music down let's say we get the volume to zero and there is nothing but the pin drop, we can hear it much louder. Now, one of the byproducts I was unprepared for, I had to find my way a lot with intuition. And one of the things that I was unprepared for was a pin drop being overwhelming. Not really. That's not what happened. When I dropped the heavy metal music in my head, what happened was hearing a thousand pin drops all at once, that became a whole nother level of of triggering the fight or flight, triggering emotions. And it was this double-edged sword for a lot of years of my life where I had this insane, this absolutely incredible gift, but I had to isolate myself from people because Literally, just like we had talked about in other episodes on the dumping thing that happens in the world where, if you remember, a person gets mad and then they go, you, what, what, me? Yeah, you, (laughs) me, you're the one who caused these problems. I did, (laughs) you did this. And, And that's how things start out. That's how we're taught to go through life and go, you got to point out the faults in, in what people are doing and the problems and things like that. Ignoring the human behavior that if you accuse somebody of something, they are not going to be on your side. And if there is a problem 
and it's you versus them, it's a fight to the death because the fight or flights say so. And they're not going to have your back. They're not going to help you. And in a lot of these situations, we need all the help we can get. So, so with that, with this emotional dumping, with being able to feel so much of people's creator fields, their emotional fields, their thought fields, I was hearing thousands of pin drops all at once. This is one of the things that I haven't really talked about yet, but as we go through the stages of evolving and making it through each realm, and we're going to talk about the realms later on, and it's more of a dark force topic, which you guys might need a break from. As we make our way through the realms, we get to the fifth realm and sixth realm. What's happening is our energy is expanding. Our consciousness is expanding and we're becoming closer and closer to being source. That's the goal is to remember who we are. And as we remember more, as our consciousness expands, we then have more responsibility and we become gods in training. In the fifth and sixth realm, we are we are doing a lot of the similar jobs to what sources. So I I remember I watch I love a lot of the the Marvel movies in the DC and Superman especially and years ago one of the Superman films was a lot of them started with Clark Kent and finding out he had these abilities. But there's one where he's in the cornfield, of course. <laughs> and literally in in a, a moment, it's like a switch goes off and he can hear everything. And that is one of the things that immediately at that place in time, I was like, that must be what it's like to be source, to have... I don't even have a number, just an infinite number times an infinite number. And that's what source has. And source is able to take in and listen. And it's a lot. It's overwhelming. And without the right tools, without fully understanding how we work, I literally had to, every second I could where I wasn't public, where I wasn't on a stage and teaching and teaching classes, I had to retreat and shut myself off from all of it. And I know a lot of you guys out there have probably had similar stories. I find a lot of people who end up in substance abuse, they're going to the substance abuse, not because it's something that was passed down in the family. What was actually passed down in the family was gifts of intuition and heightened awareness. And it's overwhelming. It's too much. If you knew me during this period in my life, one, you would have laughed a lot because I mean, I was just, I was at that stage in life where I I wanted nothing to do with people and was wearing t-shirts. I wasn't really, but I was, I was energetically wearing t-shirts. I hate people. (laughs) And now, with the exception being the the my, my people, our people, the people who were vibrating in a similar place and who understood the scientific, energetic, spiritual laws of the universe, and they would, to the best of their ability, try to never dump on me, but it still happened. So anyway, 
in those stages, I was literally having to, to protect myself everywhere. And then I remember every day being in these, these levels of just extreme overwhelm and going, what did I do? I, I, for the last 10 years, invented healings to physically change my brain, to open up my intuitive gifts. And then I realized that the world was too much for me at this place in time. And, and I didn't know what to do. And then the, the actual reflections, which we're going to get back into later on, but it's essentially my, my imbalances, how they they affected my creator field. And then my creator field is arranging all matter to highlight that I'm out of balance using obstacles and those obstacles coming in and everything felt like a level 10. And sure, a lot of it was level 10s, but I felt like it was destroying me. Now, with the tools that I teach, I I walk the walk. I do everything for years before I reveal it to other people to make sure it works and to find the ways it doesn't work. And as I as I go through this stuff, even with the tools, some remarkable things were happening at this time. I got lightning fast at dealing with problems. Okay, so. Uh, an obstacle would hit something major in my life. And I always say, and I think you guys have heard me say this in at least one episode, the, the closer you get to your genius, the goal should not be for a more peaceful life. The goal should be for the highest level of obstacles that maybe nobody has ever had to deal with should be unleashed on you and and then you should use your genius to solve this this is where the world does and achieves amazing things so i had that want that knowing that i knew i um at that time i'm at the best the sharpest the most intuitive have the best tools i've ever had in my life and there was a part of me that goes, I don't want to waste this. So give me all the level 10s and give me the unsolvable problems. And I will do everything I can with sources help <laughs> to solve these unsolvable problems and bring things to the world that not a lot of people are able to do because they're consumed with other things. So what this led to was, I could, within a day or so, something that would have taken six months of my life to conquer, to overcome, I got down and within 12, 14 hours, I had completely neutralized that obstacle. I'd solved it. My, my consciousness grew. My brain grew. My abilities grew. But... I was laid out for two days, three days, a week, literally like running a, a marathon and not training for it. <laughs> I may or may not know somebody who has been in that situation, <laughs> my partner. Um, anyway, she's amazing. So anyway, the, the, the after effects of 
dealing with these things were unlike anything else I had experienced. And it was because I was experiencing these massive, massive emotions, these thousand pin drops happening all at the same time. They were all important and I needed to pay attention to all of them. And my body was just destroyed. It's kind of like mushrooms and and in a way that when you take it, it throws the brain into high gear and you can follow six conversations at once. Not like I have a lot of experience with this, but it does, it, it, it puts you at level 10 of all your abilities at once. And then afterwards, you're knocked out. A lot of people will say like that they are drained if they hit that high level of performance, just like if we were competing in the Olympics or something like that. So you're, I was knocked out and drained and literally in this place of going, I cannot do this anymore. My obstacles are every other day and I welcome them because I learn and I grow and I'm um, changing things in the world that I don't know anyone else can do because they don't have the gifts that I've developed. And then I'm taking these massive, massive hits and going, I don't think my body or me is going to be able to handle this. I see the appeal of going out into the wilderness and with with a few loved ones, and that's my life, and turning off to the world. And it wasn't serving me because obviously I have a lot more as I'm closer to my 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 ideals in this lifetime, I have a lot more to give than I ever have before. And for me to retreat into the wilderness and never be seen again. And I, I tell you, my my student teachers and everyone, this is everyone's big fear. My clients are like, one day I know I'm 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 just gonna try and reach out to you and it's gonna be nothing. What am I gonna do then? Hence my philosophy has always been, I'm gonna teach you in the quickest amount of time to not need me anymore. But it's only been one session. Yeah, 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 you'll be fine. <laughs> Not like years, like mentors and things like that. I'm like, no, no, no. One time we're going to sit down for an hour. You're never going to need me again. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> so anyway, I it was taking such a toll on my body. It was, I literally, it was some of the greatest pain I had felt. And I wasn't even doing that level of training. And what it came down to was, my emotions had amplified, I would say by about 16 times of what I was used to. And this is one of the byproducts of pushing your intuition to amazing levels. So needless to say, that wasn't working for me. So I had to find a solution. And I would say it was at this time, maybe seven years before, I had started to really, really learn the value of emotions in that it was completely opposite of what the world tells us, which, strange, right? <laughs> Not at all. Basically, the world, in I think it was in the 1920s, there was an inventor who came up with the IQ test that we use today. And funny enough, at the time the inventor invented the IQ test, the, the inventor said, this test should not be used to measure intelligence. And all these hundred years later, what are we using this test for? To measure intelligence. It's crazy. Now, something kind of 
cool has happened. I would say in the last, since around 2010, give or take uh, five or 10 years. Since around that time, people are intuitively tapped in and they started to figure out that emotions are really, really important. But nobody really knew how much or why they're really important with the exception of a select few. And this is spanning thousands of years that these select few. I mean, it goes back to Marcus Aurelius who talked about needing to master emotions so that he could make sound decisions and to do what nobody else can do. Not to send people to death, but like when wars and, and, and forward the good of the planet. And he's not the only one. A lot of, a lot of magnificent beings across the planet have, have said that mastering life is nothing. You can do everything you want on the outside, but until you learn to master your, your emotions, you'll be master of nothing. That could not be more true. And here's why. So I may have talked about this before, but you guys will will benefit from hearing this again. Our emotions are are part of our fight or flight system. There's they're a large part of our fight or flight system and when something gets tipped off, when our senses pick up on something, our brain starts to go off and it's the emotions that cause our brains to really focus in and it's the emotions that really help us to get into the fight or flight, to get the heart pumping and get us into this survival place. So with that being said, what does happen in people are unaware of this, and I was unaware of this in a lot because neuroscience has made a lot of leaps and bounds in the last 15 years. I mean, they have made some amazing discoveries and they're still scratching the surface. But one of the things that they found is that when we become emotional, so you guys know I like measurements and I like to, with scientifically precise intuition, measure everything on a scale of one to 10, one to 100, one to 1,000. I like to know exact numbers. Well, level 10 being the most extreme, when our emotions hit a level eight, nine, or 10, 10 being the highest, the blood flow in our brain is diverted, right? The blood flow in the body is diverted from the digestive system to the arms and legs so that we got power, strength, uh, adrenals go off, all of that. A similar thing happens in the brain, which also is a muscle. The blood flow in the brain will go from the frontal cortex, which is the analytical decision-making part of the brain, the thing that can take details and compute what to do. So really, really critical thinking, stuff like that. That will shut off in a fight or flight. Why? Simply, it takes too long. Okay, if there was a car speeding down the road at you at 87 miles an hour, really specific, 87 miles an hour, and you literally are just looking up. If you take a few seconds to think about that car, you are a pancake. And it's as simple as that. But like I said, maybe once a year, we're in that kind of danger. And 
if you are, that's kind of attracting a lot. We might want to talk about the creator field and what you're putting in there. (laughs) The more dialed in you get, it should literally be once every 15 years or once every 50 if we're talking about the spiritual energetic laws of the universe and creating. Anyway, putting that aside, with the exception of that, the 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 brain just takes too long in those situations. So it makes sense that six million years ago we had to jump out of the way of a tiger, a saber toothed tiger, or a <laughs> dinosaur, or whatever it is. And and I'll be here with the comedy all night. But so anyway, we had to avoid danger, and we could not hesitate. And we still have that. The body has not evolved that much. So in the, in that situation and going back to this big danger with emotions that I'm about to get to, wait for it, with that, when we become emotional at that 8, 9, or 10 level, we lose the majority of the blood flow shuts off to the front part of the brain, which means we cannot critically think, we can't analyze, we can't be clever with our words and things like that. So you get into an argument with somebody and you're walking away beating your head going, why didn't I say this? Why did I have this idea now? I should have said this when they said this. And you're you're having those thoughts because the blood flow to the front part of your brain has been restored. And yes, you can think of something clever to say or to defend yourself. So had you had your brain in that situation, the blood flow at that part of the brain, it would have completely changed how things went. It always does. Uh, how many of you guys out there listening right now are always thinking about, oh, why did I say that? (laughs) This is going to take forever to patch up with my partner. I don't know what I was thinking. And then the partner will never let that go, right? They will remember that for years. Funny enough, I'm, I'm that person. Although, thank goodness, evolved enough to be above using those techniques and things. But you know what I'm talking about, that that In any situation, to say something you don't mean could be catastrophic, and oftentimes it is. Man, talk about life or death situations. Saying the wrong thing could derail some of the most important parts of our life. So going back to this 80%, 90%, 100% emotional, we are shutting off at least 96, 97% of the blood flow to the front part of our brain. So what that means is we can't utilize it. It shuts off, it goes dark, and then we go into the run, stop, I don't like, you know, into the the short responses or (laughs) I don't even want to pull up some of mine, but, you know, like (laughs) you're drooling is essentially what it is, but you can run fast. (laughs) So that to me in my life has not been effective. And so people like leaders uh, like Marcus Aurelius and other great leaders throughout history, they, they got this. They got, if you were in control of your emotions at all times, 
They didn't have the neuroscience, but they knew that if they could keep their emotions under control, and for the record, under control means under 15%, 1. 1.5% on a scale of 1 to 10, keeping it at 1.5% or below, 15% or below, means you're going to have about 93% of the blood flow that can be going to the brain going to the decision critical analysis part of the brain. And that's important. So, so in this day and age with an information world and detail world and, and computers and phones and, and information being so precise with entering commands with computers and, and giving directions to people like we need to be able to clearly articulate and to clearly think out in the most important decisions of our life. But our body is going to take those decisions and it's going to go run, fight, or, or play dead. And that's not really useful today. So when, when in the last, like I said, around 2005 plus, there were some researchers out there, some really talented researchers who started to realize that, man, we have for so long neglected and overlooked emotions, but emotions are, are a heavy hitter when it comes to everything. And with neuroscience, emotion, how emotional you control, positive or negative, how emotional you are is going to control your ability to analyze and critically think in important situations. That's huge. And then they started to go on into other areas and figuring out if you're in an incredible mood and it's time to take a test and you're having the best day of your life, you're skipping along, you go to take a test, being in the wrong emotional state and in a positive emotional state is not the right state to take a test. <laughs> Being in a slightly negative emotional state is amazing because now you're the, the part of the brain that is environmentally aware, that is looking for things to be wrong, looking for threats, that is on just enough that it will catch in a test if you're going to make mistakes. It will pay razor sharp attention to the details there and you will be able to compute and do your best on a test in a slightly negative emotional place. And then they're also finding out in, in Western medicine that all sickness and disease, I know some of you are saying we have known this forever. I get it. And we have an episode coming up on how the body speaks. But before then, the Western medicine is, is now starting to research and they've gotten actually really far with this. More on that in a second. But they've started to research that, that it's possible that all sickness and disease has a mental, emotional root cause. It does for the record. <laughs> and, and we have talked about some of the spiritual, energetic, scientific laws that prove this. So... Our emotions, and, and this is one one twentieth of all of the things that emotions control. But 
yeah, if you have deep-seated anger and resentment uh, over a childhood or teen years of something, that turns into cancer. That is the formula to end up with cancer. If you don't have those emotions, you will not end up with cancer. And again, that's a later episode for us. But I just want you guys to understand is that emotions are one of our heavy hitting est abilities and they have been underestimated until re recently where there are some brilliant researchers out there who have talked about emotional IQ and how, how adept people are at knowing their emotions and getting in control of emotions. Not really. Um, one of the things that made me nuts about emotions was I, I, I've mentioned before, I have a library. I went through with my intuition in a few years, over the course of a few years, and I intuited every book that I could find that was going to be the best of the best information for me that I needed. And I have a full library of these books that are, this library is built for me and every one of those books is source approved, my higher self approved to tell me the information that I need. And it's great. And I'm constantly upgrading myself through that library and Audible and things like that. And obviously downloading from Source and the Akashic Records. But anyway, with all this being said, emotions are, are so important because let's, 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 sidestep for a moment into our lives, into maybe your life. You may be having a rough day and then you become emotional and then boom, your critical thinking part of the brain, the, the, the filter of your brain shuts off and you walk through the door and your, your sole compliment is there. And your sole compliment is struggling because why not? Why, why would it be easy, right? Your sole compliment is struggling with being good enough or something like that. And you have had a day and you're running on 15% of, of until you explode. <laughs> like the whole thing just collapses and you're mush. And you come home and you, you see your partner and your partner's done something that you interpret as careless and you, you snap. You snap because it's the 123rd wrong thing to go wrong today. And you snap and you say something. You say something that is not directed at them that should have been directed at 15 wrong things ago in that situation when you held your tongue or your brain was shut off and you didn't know what to say and you were dying to get it out and this is the perfect place to get it out, right? No. <laughs> because your partner is in this space. You're so compliment. You're one. You have said not coincidentally, the one thing that is going to trigger them. And today for them in this place, they're in a place where they cannot handle it. And that's it. The relationship is over. And guess what? It is over, over because they took your word at it. There is no going back on it because it is such a deep cut to them. And that's it. You have lost all chances to heal the compliment relationship and now you're going to have to settle for a soulmate. Well, that's not that big of a deal. 
it's a totally a big deal. Soulmate is like a fifteenth of of what a compliment dynamic is when you got the mastery of relationships. If you don't, <laughs> the compliment dynamic will destroy you. <laughs> I promise you on that. Just Google it. So anyway, the you say it and that's it. That's over. Or you're at work and you've seen 115 things go wrong and then you happen to be with a partner or a boss and you can't bite your tongue anymore. Your brain is off the critical thinking part of the brain. You're in the fight or flight. Your boss says something and the wrong words, the fight or flight words come out and you tell your boss to go suck a lemon or something much, much worse. And now you're out of a job or you're out of a promotion. You see, the greats who have said that mastering emotions is the key to mastering every part of life, they were absolutely right. Every part of life comes down to being able to be at your genius, at your brilliant, and being able to use it in the moment. Because it's those moments that are going to separate you from, from those who can't do it. The people who cannot maintain their emotions to, to keep their brains on to show their genius, you're never going to be able to do it. And, and not with the way the world teaches emotions. I've looked at all the emotions books, the best of the best that I can find, and I found them all lacking. None of them helped me with what I was going through to get in control of my emotions. And I had to use my tools to solve the situation and then take a few days to, to recover, usually a week. So I can tell you that with my intuition, trying to find the best emotional books in the world that can deal with a level 10 emotional situation and keep your brain on didn't really exist. And that wasn't helping me at all. But over those years, I'd been asking source more questions and with neuroscience and all these other amazing new discoveries on the planet, well, I say new, but they're not really new. Repeat discoveries. That's another conversation we'll talk about later on. But that, that emotions, the way we talk about, the way we deal with, the way we think about, the way we process was not helping. So for example, if you cannot tell what your emotional state is, then you're not going to be able to turn it down to a... To a, a, a a cool temperature and you're not going to have access to your brain. So this means the most important things in your life are going to be emotional. So think about this. Let's do the math, right? The most important parts about your life are going to be the most personal to you, which are going to make you the most emotional. So you are going to be reduced to a five-year-old's maybe ability to talk and to, uh, to give back, <laughs> to analyze and to problem solve in things that you are spending 20, 30 years to achieve that you need to be brilliant to have. And then in those moments, you are going to have the responses, the, the, the brilliance of a five-year-old. There's some small, smart five-year-olds out there. I'm amazed by them all the time, but <laughs> you're going to have that in all those years of that 
you run the risk of it being ruined in a moment. And chances are, I will say 90% of the people out there and especially spiritual beings don't ever get their opportunities because of this, because the world has equipped us wrongly with understanding emotions and mastery over emotions. So now think about it this way. Think about it as an advantage. Alessandro, what is the advantage? I'm going to say intuitively right now, and I can get you exact number, but 99, oh, this is scary. 99% of the planet does not have a high enough emotional mastery to prevent this thing from happening. And this explains why a lot of careers are up in smoke all the time. So 99% of the world lacks the emotional mastery. So go with me right here. If you are in that smaller than 1%, I know, it's most of the people from Guided Light Healing with our new emotional mastery courses. <laughs> but anyway, you're, you're in that, that less than 1%. And you're pretty smart, okay? You're not top, top genius, but you are pretty smart. Now, if you are in a work situation or 50 work situations where you're 80% smart, you're a little better than average, but you're up against geniuses, all of those geniuses are going to become emotional at points. Their brains are going to be shut off and they are going to be reduced to the mental communication capacity of a five-year-old. What if you aren't? What if you can see things that they can't see in those moments? What if you can say things and art articulate and all these things in those moments? Who is going to grab that success? Who is going to do it time and time again? You who has the emotional mastery, who can keep all of your faculties online at all times during the most heightened, crazy situations. So whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, a discussion with a family member, a, a, a critical situation where somebody is injured and is, is requiring the right moves to save their life, this is important in every area of our life. So this idea of emotional mastery is will give you an edge in a way that nobody else has yet to even fully understand. Now, with the exception of those few who've talked about it, think about what you could do with that type of edge. Every time you get into a fight with a, a loved one, with an intimate partner, you can't critically think. It is impossible because the body will not permit it unless you can maintain emotional control. Now, getting there, that is a whole nother story. And it took me a good 15 years to put together the our emotional mastery program that we run at Guided Light Healing now, which is an absolute game changer. But emotional mastery is being able to be hit out of the blue with a level 10 obstacle. Okay, maybe you, you got hit by a car and you look down, you're missing a leg. Source forbid. 
whatever it is, it's being able in those moments to make the right decisions and look down and go, okay, I'm critically thinking. I can't panic. First thing I got to do, I got to stop the the bleeding. If I can do that, that's number one. Number two, I got to I gotta do something and preserve the leg. <laughs> Granted, may not be the best uh, analogy story right now, but you see what I'm saying. To be able to do this would be the difference between showing up at the hospital, getting a leg reattached and not because you were like, I didn't even think to grab my leg or, <laughs> or keep it clean or any of those things. So emotional mastery is many, many levels, but it is the ability to be hit with that level of a situation, go up to a level 10 emotional explosion in the body, have the fight or flight kick in and not be able to articulate anything. And then within a minute, within 60 seconds, getting your emotions down to less than 10% emotional, getting your genius turned back on so that you can outperform in those situations and always make the right decisions. Am I selling you on emotional mastery at all? I hope so. <laughs> so now with emotional mastery, it is one of the first starting places is knowing at all times the exact emotional state you're in. And this is overlooked. You know, people try to, to control their emotions and do breathing and meditation and all these things. But I trade secret. That stuff will not work unless you know what you're dealing with. Just like in, in the healing world, in healing sickness and disease, if you don't know what ground zero was, if you don't know what is the cause of everything and attack that, then nothing is going to get better. And it is the same thing with emotions. So this week, one, I want you to sit down and I want you to go, wow, what are all the situations in my life? If I didn't get emotional, would I not have had to play damage control with? Where might I be had I had the level of emotional control that we were talking about today in this podcast? What could I do with that? So I want you to dream a little bit with this and go, well, wow, I could take on anything. Like, is a person who's competitive, <laughs> essentially like always thinking about the gold medal, if I could put myself in a category that nobody in the world can compete with that would give me an edge in a heartbeat, sold. And think about that. What could you do with that edge in your life? So play the what if game. What if you had that? What would my life be like? What would I not have to damage control anymore? What would I not have to worry about anymore? How much time of your life would you get back in not having to fix those things? The answer is you can't even imagine it. I promise you on that. And for me, to be able to be around the world, be around people and whether it's dumping or whatever it is and keep my emotions at a nice little 5% where everyone in in and there's no exception to our audience here, the average emotional hum is at a 55 to 60, which means you have shut off at least 43% of the blood flow 
to this part of the brain, the decision-making part of the brain right now. And because of the way the world is and the news and all those things, I find everybody has gotten used to a a 55, 60% emotional trigger. And all day, our emotions are pinned at that wound number and we think it's normal. No wonder the depression, no wonder the sickness and disease and all the things that we are going through in the world let alone the United States. Emotional mastery is a game changer. And it was the greatest gift that I've received in the the most recent years of my spiritual growth. Intuition was amazing, but to be able to within 60 seconds, no matter the obstacle. And like I said before, I'm taking on the biggest obstacles of my life at this point in time because I've prepared for them and who better to solve them than what I've built. But to be out for the count for a week and sick and sore throats and flu and all those things because my emotions got the better of me, wasn't cutting it. And now my life... I can't even tell you. And you can talk to our students and our teachers at Guided Light Healing, uh, our, our clients. They will tell you emotions are not even a second thought right now. They are so easy when you know how they work. And granted, it there is a lot of components, hundreds of components to understand and neuroscience and all these things. But we've put it together in a way that people have night and day results within a matter of a week and and your life will never be the same just like mine has not been it has been a joy being back in my physical body not that i was out but you know what i mean being back being present being engaged in the world in my physical body is amazing when you for the first time and every time after achieve emotional mastery So I want you guys as a second this week, one, think about all the things, all the ways your life would benefit with this and how just being able to outthink every person in every competitive situation in your life, what would that have done for your finances? What would it have done for your career, your relationships, your old relationships? Where would you be? And, and I'm not trying to make everyone depressed because those things were not supposed to work out, but I just want you guys to see a beautiful golden carrot in front of this horse that you guys need to get. It is one of the most important parts about how we work. It is our greatest asset. And it's time that, that we realize that emotional mastery is the most important thing we can do forget all the other spiritual gifts and everything else. Emotional mastery is where humanity does something amazing, where the world changes, where we achieve the unachievable. So I'm trying to sell this. Hopefully I've sold this well. So the second thing is I want you to start to realize, and we'll talk about this more later on. We have just scratched the surface. I want you guys to remember this podcast These episodes, probably for the first 50 episodes, we are just scratching the surface of everything we we teach at Guided Light Healing. The, The concepts are so advanced there that 
if a person doesn't have the foundation, the things that we are building right now. So if, if you're out there feeling like, well, I already know this stuff. Great. Knowing is amazing, but are you embodying this? Because this is the thing that I find a lot of spiritual beings are, these are a lot of my clients. They, they, they even know more than me. But when I ask them the simple question of how are you executing it in, their, in your life? They say they are, but they can't give me one physical example of it. And, and hearing this information, it's not about hearing it. It's about applying it. And this is why we only do an episode a week. We try because we could do an episode every day, a different episode every day. We have that much information we teach. But the problem is, is this world lacks integration. And this is how we change the world. This is how we change our lives. We take a concept and then we figure out, we dig in to the best ways to experience it, to control it, and to master it. And then when we do, we add that to our toolbox and then we add another technique that way. But that's not what the world teaches right now. The world goes information, 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 don't back it up with experience. Once in a while, you'll hear that, but nobody does it. Nobody has taught how to do that. And I get it. I get it. That was that was a large part of my early years too until I started to work differently. So if you guys are hearing this and you're like, this is review for me, great. I challenge you to figure out how have you changed your life with this? What are your examples yesterday and today of these concepts? And lastly... I want you guys to start to go, I wonder what my core emotion is right now in this moment and take a guess. It doesn't got to be right, doesn't, maybe wrong and probably will be wrong because our emotional IQs right now are so low because it's an undeveloped skill. But if you have the want in moment from moment to moment to go, I wonder what my emotion, my core emotion is right now. What's driving me right now in this moment and trying to label it, you're gonna start to get better at this. And this is your first step on the road to emotional mastery. And I will sell this to you guys so much more later. I will tell you about the fancy things and the amazing things with this, but this is where we're gonna start today. So I was really, really excited about this episode because this has been one of my favorite gifts in the more recent years of my spiritual growth. It has been a game changer for me. And my teachers who I've taught at Guided Light Healing have found the same thing. This is something unlike anything you've experienced until you experience this. It is going to be a game changer for you. So with that being said, listen, I, I want to take a moment to say thank you. You guys are beautiful, beautiful beings. And you've really taken everything to heart, the, the testimonials and the stories and the confirmations that we get in from this podcast. Uh, I tell you almost every day, I've got a tear or, or 50 in my eyes. And it's not just from Grey's Anatomy anymore. <laughs> it's from you guys and your stories and you getting it. And also you guys are are amazing and helping to get out this word. Uh, I, I explained before that it can't just all be on, on me and the team at Guided Light Healing. It, it's, we need your guys' help to get this out to the world. And 
you guys are doing an amazing job at that. Every day our numbers are growing and it's just really, really excited to see. And then people are saying how the, the just mentioning this podcast and getting it to somebody else and how it changes their lives. They look like the, the, the hero and the amazing one. And it's just really rewarding. So, so thank you guys for that. And, and again, if you guys have anyone that you know, isn't listening to this, just mention it and just get the word out there because it's, it's for us to raise the frequency of the planet, the consciousness of the planet. It's something we all have to do together. And anything you guys can do to help this, you are part of something so much bigger. And and thank you. And when you think of it, please. All right. You guys have an incredible week with this. I was looking at the lineup of our next 10 episodes. They're going to be some really, really powerful shows. So don't try to cram too much. Try to stick to one topic for the week because remember, it's not about being book smart. It's about having mastery smarts. That is where the real amazing life lies. All right, you guys, as always, thank you guys for showing up. Thank you for your commitment, your trust, and just your open heart when it comes to this information. I am so blessed to be in this type of relationship with you guys. So have an amazing, amazing week. And whether it's morning, midday or night, have a beautiful rest of it. And we'll be back in another week with another groundbreaking episode. My name is Alessandro. I'm the founder of Guided Light Healing, and this was Elevated Consciousness. Take care.